You are listening to the Unapologetically Fueled podcast, where we talk about cultivating food freedom, psychology, gut health, overcoming adversity, hearing inspirational stories, and how to truly live life unapologetically fueled. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Um, Today is going to be a solo one. I've been getting a lot of requests recently to do more solo episodes and um, just talking about various topics like psychology and running and all that stuff. And so I love that. I love talking with you guys one-on-one and I, I mean, I absolutely love my guests so, so, so much. Like literally doing podcast interviews are like the highlight of my week when I have them. So I absolutely love my guests, but I will be doing more solo episodes um, per your guys' requests. So as always, just drop recommendations or topics you want me to talk about and we will talk about them. So today I'm super excited for today's episode. It was very highly requested. Like I put out... Um, it was like an Instagram um, like story and I said like drop topics you want me to talk about and like I think I had at least 30 something people say like please do a marathon training update episode and I was like okay okay cool and then all of a sudden I get all these dms and they're like please do a marathon training update episode and I was like okay you got it I will do a whole episode on my marathon training and honestly guys I'm just like winging it at this like I don't have a script or anything I'm just gonna give you guys the raw and real deal of what my marathon training has been like recently um and also um I did do a Q&A so I posted something on Instagram um saying I'm doing a marathon training Q&A and I got lots of great questions both in my story and in my post so I'm going to go through and answer those too but first I'm going to talk about just my training, um, my plan, why I decided to do a marathon and how training is going so far. I figured that this would be, there's literally no perfect time to do this episode than right now. Um, I am currently um like peaking like we are about to like hit the peak peak um so if you've trained for a marathon before you know that there's like two to three weeks that are just so hard and it's like right before you taper so right now I am three weeks out from that so I well right now I'm in like the first of my third week of the peak week so things are high mileage workouts are tough I just did like an 11 mile speed workout on the treadmill on Tuesday so that was crazy um I have like a 16 miler on Friday I already did 20 but um and then I have my final and longest like 20 miler in a couple of weeks but next week is actually um it's also going to be part of the peak weeks but instead of doing like a hard workout um within those next couple of weeks I'm actually doing a half marathon race on the weekend just to kind of see where I'm at fitness wise and also that will be like a very tough workout to kind of just like capitalize on my peak weeks there and then I'm going to focus on having a lot of mileage within my peak weeks but just easy mileage just getting it in um and yeah so that's my plan right now for peak weeks but anyway that's where I'm at and I figured like right now I am just running around a lot and I figured this is a great time to record this episode um so again I'm super excited that you're here um if you are new to the channel um not channel if you're new to the show um welcome I encourage you to listen to some episodes that I've done with guests too. Um, and I'm so excited to connect with you all. So 
If you're new, please either drop something in the Q&A function down below or send me a message on Instagram, which is an athlete's apron, and I will link all of that down below. So let's get into the episode. Okay, so as you know, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on like my running journey, but just to give you, I guess, the lowdown of my running journey, um, I grew up a gymnast and a dancer. So I was, and if you've listened to this podcast for a while, um, which is almost a year old, which is crazy, um, then you will know that I was a gymnast and dancer growing up because I've mentioned that in quite a few episodes. Um, And so I absolutely hated anything aerobic. I was a sprinter. I was good at, you know, power moves. I was super muscular. I was, I had that gymnast build, that gymnast performance, that gymnast physique. I really wasn't that much of a runner. Um, and then I ran, or yeah, I did one, for some reason, I don't know where this came from, but it was like in high school. And I had fractured my back and I had to quit gymnastics and it kind of just like changed the trajectory of my life because I didn't want, I mean, I wasn't going to go to college for it anymore. And this, I'll get into that in like another episode sometime. But, um, anyway, I just randomly was like, Hey, let's run cross country senior year of high school for fun. Um, I did one 5k, um, had no idea what I was doing. And then I got a stress fracture because your girl did not know how to fuel. Like I literally raced at like 11 AM and like, I didn't eat anything the day before. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want my tummy to hurt. And I'm just like, not the day before. I mean the morning of, but I'm like, what was this girl thinking? And so the race was so hard and I just remember dying and I'm like, why is running so hard? I hate it. So I gave up. I was like, I'm not running ever again. Like this stinks. Cause I, you know, had that stress fracture and all these injuries. And I'm like, this is what running does. Like it's terrible. And I just kind of gave up. Then, um, I got really, really sick, um, in college and I had to take a few years off of exercise completely, like completely. And I was completely sedentary and it was really hard because I was a dancer too, um, and gymnast, and I still had a lot of my strength and muscle from dance, and I lost all of that during this time, and then when I finally got cleared to exercise again, you know, I started with walking, and I realized, like, wow, like, going for walks and having this, like, a little bit of aerobic activity was so much fun, and I really enjoyed it, and I really felt good, um, and then all of a sudden, my doctor cleared me to run, and I went on my first run. This was over COVID during quarantine. It was a half mile. It was at like an 11 minute pace and I could barely make it. I was like absolutely dying. And I was like, you know, this kind of hurt, but it was like, you know, it kind of was cool. Like I actually ran to the like lamppost. Like this is awesome. Um, oh my goodness. If you heard that, my like joint just cracked. So I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Um, but that, then after that, I was like, maybe I could run three quarters of a mile and then I would run three quarters of a mile. And then when I got to a mile, I was like, maybe I could run it just a few seconds faster. So I kept improving. Um, and I fell in love with the sport. I signed up for my first 10 K. Um, and then I signed up for my first half marathon. And then I was like, I could run my half marathon like faster. So my first half marathon was, um, about a year and a half ago. And then my second half marathon was just less than a year ago. And at that point I was like, I'm going to redeem myself. Cause my first half marathon, it was like, it was great. And I completed the distance, but I hit a wall and that's a normal part of long distance running. I don't think I really understood like intra race, like fueling well. So it was hard for me to figure that out. And I just really like 
hit that wall and didn't feel good those last few miles and it was really really tough so I was like you know I still got under two hours and it was like a 158 something um but I was like but I think I could go faster and so I was like I'm gonna train for another half marathon and I was like you know, in love with the sport at this time. Like a lot of you know, if you have started running um, in college or, you know, just whenever, like after you race that first race, like you catch a bug. It is a running bug and it's so true. So I don't know, it's really cool. So I just fell in love and I was like, okay, I'm gonna train for my second one. And my goal was, I'm like, I would love to get a 150. I'm like, wow, that would be like an eight minute PR for me. But I was like, you know, I could do it. So I, I was very ambitious. I trained, trained, trained. Um, and I loved my training program. I loved the long runs and everything about it. And then, um, about 11 months ago, I ran my second ever half marathon and I PR'd by 11 minutes. So I got a, it was like a 148 or not, I think it was a 140. Yeah, it was a 148 something. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I went faster than my goal. I was like, ecstatic I was on the moon and it was so much fun and I didn't feel fatigued at all like I actually felt good like literally my body recovered so fast like I could have run harder like um and I didn't really realize it I was just having the best time ever and it went by so incredibly fast so that was my second half marathon and then I was like hmm I got a 150 I was like what if I could try for like I was like, oh, 146 would be fun. Like, I was like, you know, I was like, I don't know if I could run any faster than that. And I was like, yeah, 146 would be pretty cool. And um, then I moved last summer and, you know, I'm just like getting into my whole running story here, but like, I'll just, I'll do a whole nother episode. And um, I meet some incredible running people in my run club that I, when I moved, I joined all these run clubs and there's one um, that I run with like almost every Saturday and it's an incredible group and we do a lot of long runs together or a Friday long run group and I met some incredible people and um, there's this one um, person in my run club and who uh, owns a bunch of run clubs around me. His name is Richard. Um, I will link his Instagram down below because he's pretty cool. He's really cool, really great running inspiration um, and yeah. So anyway, he we were running together the first time and it was a 10 mile loop and he's like, oh, like, you have a half coming up. He's like, you could get a 140, some, like, easily. I'm like, no, no way. Like, I can't get a 140. I was like, I don't have that confidence in myself. Um, but then when I went and I raced my half, um, and this was in October, I got a 141, and that was with my shoe flying off at mile five, and I had to stop and retie it. So I'm like, oh, like, that, like, I could, I actually am at pretty much a 140 and so I was like no way for some reason like all the self-doubt in my mind just like cleared up and I'm just like wow like okay I see I have all of these doubts in my mind a lot like I struggle with self-doubt quite a bit um and all of a sudden I was like wow I actually can do things that I think are impossible so that went really well and I'm like huh a 140 so I'm like that's cool and you know at this point I was like people who run marathons are crazy I'm like I don't know if I want to run a marathon like it's so scary and like everybody's asking me like what my next race is and people are reaching out to me and they're like wow you've gotten so fast in a year so I took 16 minutes off of my half marathon in a year and um, I've right 
currently I've only been running for like two years or so. And so I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for a marathon. Like I'm still a newer distance runner. Um, but my body's really adapted to the mileage well and things are going well. And so I was contemplating it back and forth. And, you know, I was just kind of in the off season, just running and enjoying it, focusing on gaining back some strength because after a pretty high mileage training cycle, you know, you lose a little bit of strength as far as muscle. So I was in the off season and I was thinking, I'm like, oh, what do I want to do for a spring race? And I was like, I'll just do the same half marathon that I did last summer. And that is the Bayshore half marathon. And it is a beautiful flat course and fun fact I was born and raised in Traverse City so it is just home to me I grew up on the streets of Bayshore and I I love that race it is just so it is literally close to it's like literally I live like just around the starting I'm not going to give you my address but like so don't be creeping on me but I live very close to the starting line um and yeah, I just like, it's home to me. I grew up watching that race and I always used to think, I'm like, wow, runners are crazy. But like, I mean, I, I was like, you know, whatever. I, I never expected myself to actually become a runner, but apparently here we are and God had different plans for me. Um, so anyway, um, I, um, I was like, you know, I, I want to do the half marathon. And then I met um, another friend in my running club, and we met in fall, and her name is Avery. So shout out to Avery if you are listening to this right now. Um, I will also link her Instagram down below because she's an amazing person and an amazing runner and an amazing friend. She has done a marathon. She's done an ultra marathon, like in the mountain, not like in like really atrocious trail conditions. So I am so inspired by her and she, I just look up to her in the endurance world. Like she's amazing. And we were talking, we're like, what like spring race do we want to do? And, um, she was like, you know, we should do the full. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for a full, but then we talked about it and we're like, you know, it, it kind of would be fun. Cause here's the thing. In Michigan, Michigan winters are brutal, and I don't want to be anywhere near outside in winter, but I also really struggle with being sad in the wintertime. Like, I literally get so down, and so I'm like, you know, like, I hate running in the cold. I don't like running in the treadmill. Like, I just really don't think training for a marathon during the winter, which is when the majority of training is for these spring races, would be ideal, because I'm like, for a half, you know, it's an easy, like, it's a shorter not, I mean, you know, it's a shorter training cycle. It's like anywhere from like eight to 10 weeks, but for a marathon, it's like to run a safe and good marathon, you need, you know, like 18 to 20 weeks. And so it's, it's a long training cycle. And I was like, I don't know if I want to spend a majority of my training, like in the winter, but then I was really talking it through with a lot of people and they were like, you know, training in the winter, it actually can help you, you know, feel better. Um, a lot of times it does kind of cure that seasonal effectiveness and it's about getting out the door. And that's what I realized. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I will do this. Um, and here's, I mean, I was debating for so long whether or not I should do it, whether or not I could do it. Um, and I was like, you know, I've only been running for like, you know, a year and a half at this point. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but my body has really adapted well to mileage. And I remember praying because like with everything I do in life, I always pray about it. And I'm just like, God, like if it's in your will, like let it be done. Um, if it's not meant for me, like please give me a sign. And so I said like, hey God, like if you want me to become a runner, 
please keep me healthy when I'm running high mileage. And I said, also help me see some improvements. Like give me a sign that you are calling me to be a runner as an athlete because finding your athletic identity after college is so hard. Like you literally like don't know who you are in the athletic world, especially growing up. Like I was an athlete my entire life. And so really just like going into the adult world and I'm like, you can't just join a dance team. Like you can't just join a gymnastics team. Like also my body doesn't do that anymore. Like it's just not the same. And so when I was like, I just, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's just so hard. Like I've been, you know, only running for a year and a half. Like, am I a real runner at this point? And so I was having this whole like identity crisis. But anyway, I was praying a lot and I'm like, God, if it's in your will, like, let it be done. I'm like, if I can handle this high mileage for my, cause I did some really high mileage weeks for my um, half marathon training plan. I'm like, let me be healthy for it. And then I like was praying and I kept getting these signs from people about like, doing things that scare you and going for the marathon. And I remember I was praying in my car one time and I'm like, God, are you calling me to run a marathon? Because I'm scared of it. And, you know, I I don't know what I should do. Like, I don't know, whatever. And all of a sudden a car passes me and on their sticker, this is right after I pray, is 26.2. You know, that sticker that says 20. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a thing from God. Like, this is crazy. Um, And I don't know, it was just like a whole like scene and I was like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do something that scares me. So a lot of times in my life, I have had things that have scared the crap out of me and I've done things that have scared the crap out of me and it's so hard and I tend to like live in my little comfort zone. Like I if like I like pushing myself, I like being mentally strong and challenging myself, but also like it's a lot easier to do the tempo runs I'm used to. It's a lot easier to do the long runs that I'm used to. It's a lot easier to do other things that I'm used to. And like literally this whole year has been out of my comfort zone, like moving to a city on my own and starting a PhD program and just being out in like, I've it's crazy. Like everything I'm doing right now in life is outside of my comfort zone. So I was like, okay, like I... I don't know why, like, this desire is on my heart, but it's here, and so I said yes. I said, okay, I'm going to train for a marathon, um, and I was like, okay, we still have a while before training starts, but I'm, I was terrified. I, I mean, still am, not going to lie. Like, I have all this self-doubt in me, and I'm just like, I just don't know if I can, like, there's so much unknown, but what is cool about the unknown is that when you do experience that unknown and that fear, it helps you rely on God more. And I've really noticed that throughout my training. I've been like, I'm so freaking terrified, but it's like, God, I know that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know like what's, but you do. And you put this desire in my heart for a reason. And you are having me go outside of my comfort zone, challenge myself to the limits physically and mentally with training. And it has made me closer to him in ways that I cannot even comprehend. I'm like, you know what the outcome of this is. You know what's going to happen. Like, you know everything. And so for some reason right now, it's, that's what's going on. So yeah, I guess that's the background of like how I said yes to doing a marathon, what my whole thing was and really how I brought my faith into it. Um, And also I've really been good about fueling for training. Like it's, 
hard to fuel as many miles as you do. Like I eat so much more than everybody around me and it can be exhausting really just being like, oh my gosh, I ate like lunch an hour ago. Why am I so hungry again? But it's like, I eat, I listen to that and I make sure my nutrition is on point because I'm like, I need to eat enough. So I'm really good at that. I've been really good at recovery. I strength train a lot. I lifted so heavy for months leading up to training. And so I was like, I'm ready for this. Um, and of course, if I get injured, I get injured, but I was going to take it safely. Um, so anyway, I start training and, um, there were all these different plans online and it's so hard to find the right plan, but what ended up happening is I actually have a coach and um, he's a friend and he really was, he just ran his first marathon. He also ran in college. He's very, very fast. Um, I don't remember his last marathon time, but it was like in the 240 something. Like he's very, very fast. Um, and so um, he started coaching me and he wrote this plan and I also am basing it off of the run for PRs um, project 26.2 plan so it's kind of a mix of that um, and we've really been talking each week um, about like my plan and what I'm supposed to do um, and he has been so great in guiding me in my workouts and my runs and just meeting me where I'm at each day and each week um, and so I started training with about 35 miles that was my like that is what I was running during base building I was just you know 30 to 35 miles each week was it's a very comfortable like amount of mileage to run each week for me um and I was like oh yeah I'm feeling really good um and I was feeling great and at first I thought I'm like I'm gonna peak at 45 miles like I just feel like that's a good amount of miles to peak at at this point um because it's my first marathon but as training, sorry, I just keep taking all these big breaths. As training has progressed and increased, I noticed my body was doing really, really well. Like I was adapting to the workouts. My fitness was going up so fast. Um, and I noticed that um, I like I could add on lots more mileage in a safe way and feel good. So my coach and I upped my mileage. Um, we, we took it up a notch um, each week rather than just incrementally. It was like go up, 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 hold, and then go down. And then we go up, 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 down, up, 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 down. And right now I am at um, about 55 miles. Like last week I ran 57 miles. Um, felt good. Like, of course, I'm tired, but it's in my one of my peak weeks. Um, and yeah, now I'm I think this week I'm going to hit 55. I won't have my 20 miler this week. I had it last week, but yeah, it's just crazy. Um, so anyway, I was able to build up mileage really, f like not fast, but like in a safe way, um, faster than I anticipated and higher than I anticipated. And my body, knock on wood, I'm so nervous about getting injured at this point, but I've been doing great. I've been seeing a physical therapist. She's helped me so much. We see, we work together twice a week just to do some strengthening and mobility to keep me healthy. I've been eating super well. I have been strength training and like everything is really coming together. And so uh, like, you know, I've increased those miles. I've had some long runs, you guys, that have been through the absolute worst conditions. One time in like negative one degree wind chills. Um and it was blowing snow. I've had pouring rain long runs. Hot. Guys, I peed my pants in my 20 miler literally in front of a team of cyclists that was driving by. So it has been a very mentally challenging training cycle. I did a 16 miler on the treadmill, um, which was insane, literally insane. Um, so 
yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, and I have my long run on Friday. It's going to be another one in the pouring rain, but that is how we grow mentally tough. Um, and so those long runs have been going like, well, I've done 18 miles at like goal marathon pace and it's been, it's been great. So yeah, I guess as far as like training, like it's been tough and it's been good. And I've really grown close to Jesus through it. And it's been awesome. And I just have like, I've gotten involved in so many run groups and it's just been like so incredible. And it's really showed me that like I can do hard things and I can push through. There are mornings when I get up and I'm like, I have no motivation, but then I go for my run and I'm like, okay, you've got this girl. Like it's okay. Um, and it's just been awesome. And so now I'm really like, wow, we are in the final hard part of training and I have doubt. I do. And I know that I can do this and it's going to, it's going to be okay. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess that's just like the update where I'm at right now. And as far as goal, you know, I'm just going to get into all of your questions now because I feel like I'm like covering everything, but also it's like, you guys have specific questions. So anyway, that's the update where I'm at right now. Um, we are just about to hit our peak peak. I'm about to race my half marathon next weekend as a tune-up race. Then the next weekend after that, like I said, is our peak week. So again, because I'm racing, I'm not doing speed workouts next week or the week after, but we're just going to do um, easy miles next week to kind of get ready for the race and then peak week a lot of miles but easy pace so yeah that's the plan um and then we're gonna taper which I am honestly excited for usually this it's crazy we this is a 20 week training plan and it's it's long but um yes I'm definitely excited to take down the mileage a little bit um it's gonna feel good and I know that I prepared well so let's get into your comments. So I'm going to go on my Instagram post and this comment, oh, not comment, question. Let's see. This is by Morgan. Hi, Morgan. I love you so much. Um, balance my Morgan on Instagram. When was the moment you realized your fitness was increasing slash your workouts were improving? Ooh, that is a really good question. I would say that I don't know what it was, but like, I hit this workout one day and it was like, I I think it was like, it, oh no, it was 10 miles and I averaged a 7.30 pace. And I was like, whoa, I've never done that before. And all of a sudden I was like, this is so cool. And I was like, my workouts are actually like, like working and like my fitness is actually getting there. And all of a sudden my heart rate's a little bit lower on like runs and my, um, like my tempo pace is now like my easy pace, which has been so cool to see. And I feel like honestly, it was really like, it's a span of like a couple weeks where I started to notice I was like speeding up on my runs a little bit, which obviously is not the best thing if you're training for a marathon. But um, I was like, oh, it feels the same. And so I would say that maybe like a month and a half ago and, or no, maybe a month ago. And yeah, it was really cool to see. Like after that, like one workout, I was like, yes. Um, okay. Go to snacks to help tame the marathon runger. I love that. The runger. I love that. That's a, such a good, um, word. Oof. Snacks. I, guys, my appetite is like insatiable training for a marathon. Like my grocery bill has literally doubled. Literally. Like I buy all this food each weekend 
And I've had cashiers ask me like, wow, is all this for you? And I'm like, yes, it is. And it's like wild. So right now what I've been really relying on have been like really good satiating like bars have really helped plus another thing. So like the perfect bars, the go macro bars are really nice because they're a lot more filling than some of the normal protein bars. Um, and on top of a bar, I'll usually have something like an applesauce packet or like I really like chompsticks, chomps they're called, um, and they have like a lot of protein and so it helps keep me full. I also, anything banana and peanut butter. I have been eating a minimum of two bananas a day. Um, so yeah, I posted like a what I eat in a day a while ago and I posted like one banana and peanut butter, but I had another banana that day. So it's like, it's wild. Um, so anything banana and peanut butter too and satiating bars and also like, just like chips. I don't know, not chips, but like crunchy things too. Like <laughs> I really like Annie's brand snack mix. That is the best. Okay. Um, what are you most nervous about for the race? Oh, guys, I'm so nervous about hitting the wall. Like, so nervous. Okay, there are so many things that I'm nervous for. And, like, I'm, like, literally, like, absolutely terrified. So, the wall, like, it exists. And I've heard horror stories of the wall. And it's, like, so hard because I've trained so hard for this. And I'm, like, my biggest fear is that, like, it's all gonna, like, go down the drain if I just hit a wall and like I've practiced fueling and stuff and I've done all that but like there have been a couple long runs where I hit a wall and like I've fueled well and it's just like it's hard to navigate that um and so I'm terrified about that not gonna lie um there have been runs when I've had you know a fast finish going like dropping my pace like by a minute but there are a couple runs when I hit a wall so it's really hard like not gonna lie um I'm absolutely terrified for that so any advice on that drop it below um ah uh, wait Lexi Noel said can't wait for this episode thanks Lexi you are such a sweetheart um Okay. Oh, going off of, I guess, fueling and hitting a wall. How was your experience fueling while running? Oh, guys, this was literally such a trial and error thing. So <laughs> I, here's, I have like an aversion to gels. Like I hate them. I've tried every single brand of gel until I find, I'll tell you what I use in a second, but I have tried them. I gag each time. I just hated them. Like during my half marathon training, I, oh my gosh, to force myself to fuel during training, I would have to stop my long runs and just drink an applesauce packet. Like, and then I would start running again. But I did not like drinking when running. I didn't like fueling when running. But I knew for a marathon, you kind of have to do that. So the first time I ever took a gel, um, I was like, okay, I did all my research. And I was like, I'm going to try Huma gels because I have IBS, IBD, and my tummy hurts. And apparently Huma gels are really gut friendly. And to my uh, pleasant surprise, they were. So they felt so good and it tasted delicious. It tasted like blueberry jam. That was my first ever gel and it was amazing. Um, so I took that and I was like, cool, I took my first gel. And then I started to add them, you know, um, at each long run. And so what I've been doing now is I have been, oh, I also tried a Ucan gel and I tried one and it's not gonna lie, I didn't like the taste. I definitely wanna try it again just because I have more, um, but I definitely need to try that. I also want to try more like higher carb gels too, like the spring energy gels because they have like 45 grams of carbs. So that would be nice. Um, but 
right now I've been doing as far as my feeling plan works um, every four miles so I start at four go 8 12 16 20 and then I'm gonna do one at 24 as of right now but I also noticed that gels they aren't necessarily enough to get you through a very very long run um, so I've been also adding carb mix to my drink too so I've been adding noon endurance and I am gonna try I have some tailwind and scratch coming in which are even higher carbs because the more carbs the better I think it was well I'm recording this after the Boston Marathon but at Holly Fuel Nutrition if you are listening to this another great um, podcaster she took like nine gels during the Boston Marathon and um, that's amazing. Like she ran a 319 and incredible. So go listen to her episode about Boston and also um, go check out her account. She's literally an amazing runner. And I'm like, I want to take as much carbs in as I can. So that is my goal is to just try and get as much, many carbs in I can. But the hard thing is I hate my handheld water bottles. So I'm trying to figure that out. But yeah, that's still honestly a trial, trial and error and it will be. And that's the whole point of marathon training. So it's hard, but you know, we're figuring it out. And I just, at the minimum, I'm taking my gels and having my carb mix, but yeah. Let's see. Favorite post long run meal. Ooh, long runs. Oh, I usually, okay. Usually I crave something sweet when I'm half marathon training, but because when you're marathon training, you put all of those like sugary gels in you, I usually crave something pretty savory. So like a bagel sandwich slaps, like so good. Um, that's my favorite. (laughs) Um, did you train with a group? I am like, I mean, I go to running groups each day or not each day but like a few times a week and they're super great and a lot of them are also training for um the same full marathon that I'm doing and a lot of them are training for like spring races as well so I'm not like training with a group but I'm like going to a bunch of training groups if that makes sense and I love them all and they're all amazing people best post-run snack or meal. Um, I guess when I'm not doing my long run, I love my post-run chocolate milk. So good. I'm lactose intolerant, so I have like the lactose-free ones. Slate is my favorite. Um, You can use code SABRINA10 to save 10% off on your orders with Slate. They're super great. They have 20 grams of protein. They're chocolate milks. They're lactose-free. They're literally so good, you guys. So like highly recommend. Go get that. Um, And then also, like, that's, like, a snack, and then I'll have that, and then I'll, like, shower, and then I'll usually make some sort of, like, waffles or um, bagel or oats or just, like, I'm a morning runner, so I'll make some yummy breakfast. How often were your workouts? Um, I did about one, well, I'm doing about one speed workout a week, and they've gotten gradually longer with time, so they started at about six miles, and now they're up to 11 miles, but I just did my last long speed workout of the training cycle on Tuesday because I have my half race um next weekend so I don't want to do and then I like peak week is going to be the week after my half so I don't want to do a speed workout that's going to like compromise my body so yeah um strength training (laughs) strength training it's been you know not the best but I have been at least prioritizing at least one full body lift a week and it is helping so I definitely started the cycle with like three days a week but it's definitely in peak weeks. It's been like once a week. Um, what is one thing that helped you the most during the hard days? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say the thing that really helped me the most was like 
really just praying and like remembering that like my identity and worth is in God and not my performance. And also like family and friend support was has been so incredibly helpful. Just like being able to reach out to like my dad and be like, hey dad, I'm really doubting myself that like I can actually run 20 miles. It's really hard. And him saying like, just giving me the words like you can totally do it literally changes my whole perspective. So like just reaching out to like loved ones and also reaching out to other runners and my friends that are runners because they've been there. We're all going through such a hard time and that's why runners are so close is because like we go through pain together and it's a beautiful thing if you think about it. Um, so yeah, I, I would say just like really support and prayer are the two things that help me the most. And also guys, treat yourself, like seriously, like treat yourself. Like I will get ice cream on my hard days too. Like I get ice cream a lot, but I mean, on the days that I had like a really hard time, I'd always go out for vegan ice cream. Um, have you ever run a half marathon? Yes. Um, I've run three and I'm about to run a fourth one. But for my long runs, they've all been, like, over 13 miles. So, yeah, if, you listen, if you're listening to this at this point, then you've heard my other half marathons. Um, how do you know how to plan your weekly mileage, workouts, etc.? Again, that's really up to my coach, but I just fit it in my schedule. So I personally like doing my speed workouts on Tuesdays because I don't have to go onto campus to teach on Tuesdays. I teach like um, intro psych at my university because um, being a PhD student you get paid um, so we do that and I didn't have to teach in the morning so I'd always have some extra time to do my longer workouts and then my long runs were either Friday or Saturday a couple of them were on Thursday but for the rest of the training cycle they're going to be on Friday but my actual race is Saturday so anywhere on the weekends favorite training products gels water bottles shoes etc Ooh, I should do like a whole like YouTube or like I'll do like a whole like Amazon like storefront on this but I would say okay so my shoes that I've run in that I really found to be the best are the Saucony Triumph 20s they're just so cushiony and great I have like no tendon pain or anything with them which I have with Brooks before um and let's see for as far as water bottles I really like I guess for my like runs okay I don't like hand holds in general like they're so hard to hold but the one that I've really enjoyed has been the Nathan 18 ounce one and it's super super great um super super easy to like squirt into your mouth and it also um there's little like pockets for gels too so that's another favorite um gels as far as huma gels Huma, Huma, however you pronounce it, so gut-friendly and so tasty. They have all these different flavors too, some with electrolytes, some with caffeine, but I highly recommend Huma gels. They're so good. It literally tastes like jelly that you have on a PB&J. Um, that's all I can really think of right now. Oh, also, if you're training for something in the winter, the Brooks Notch Thermal like t-shirt, it's so good because it like keeps you so incredibly warm, um, but it's very lightweight and there's like a little hole for your watch too. And oh, the Athleta Rainier tights. Those were a lifesaver during the super cold and snowy runs. And then, oh yes, I keep thinking of some, the Sprints hats because it keeps the water out of your face during rainy runs. Um, do you have a coach? Yes. As we talked about, let's see. How time-consuming is marathon training for an average day? Ooh, 
That's a good question. It really depends on the days um, and it really depends on the phase that you're in of training. The first phase, it's pretty normal. I would say my average running time on the first phase of training was about five hours a week, um, if that puts it into context. And then I would say now it's been like seven and a half to eight hours a week of running. So pretty time consuming. I would say when you're in the peak phase of training, it averages out to about an hour a day. Right now it's probably about that, but on some shorter runs, it's more like 45 minutes, but you also want to strength train and do mobility. So I would give it about at least an hour a day. And then on your long run days, um, obviously it's going to be long. So like my long runs are like close to three hours. Um, on my higher volume weeks but on my lower volume weeks again it's pretty much like two hours but even if you're not running for an hour each day you still gotta I would say give it an hour proper shoes for marathon training um it really depends on what your comfort level is and what fits with your foot but like I said the Saucony Triumph 20s are so good I also really like the Brooks Glycerin 20s they're so comfy and cushy and um they yeah I love them how to train for your first marathon. Oh girl, like I'm still trying to figure that out. I am like, <laughs> like seriously, I wish I could give advice. Like I like, oh my gosh, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. I think my training cycle has been going, I mean, my training cycle has been going well, but like, I think I'm doing things decent, but like also I have no idea what I'm doing. So after my race, when I figure that out, I will make a whole episode on that. So stay tuned. Um, but I, I guess my biggest advice right now would be to just like, you know, consult with people, um, maybe get a coach because I think it's been so helpful for me and don't throw yourself into something that like, don't increase your mileage too fast. Like when my coach and I increased it significantly, it was very much like at a steady, like tapered up pace. Let's see. Did you ever find yourself falling back into ED tendencies during your training? No, not at all. Actually, this is quite the opposite, which is so, um, I mean, it's like, it's so funny. I mean, not funny, but like, it's very much the opposite, actually. Um, I have found that through training, like literally when you're training for a marathon, you have to eat and you have to eat a lot. Like, literally so much like if you want to train like you have to eat a lot and so honestly I really feel like I I mean I don't know I've just been like a vacuum this training cycle and I personally have not fell back into tendencies I know that's pretty common um for some individuals who have a history with an eating disorder but as far as um and like my journey goes I don't know I'm very far removed from that at this point in my life like I'm just kind of like I don't know. I feel like I've kind of moved on from that part. Of, like, it's still part of my story, but, like, I don't know. It's just not part of, like, who I am anymore. I don't know. I just, like, feel so far removed. I, like, don't think about it a lot anymore, and it's just, like, I don't know, kind of the opposite. It's more just been, like, I have to eat a lot and I have to train. So, no. But if anybody is, uh, finds herself falling back into any tendencies, I highly recommend seeking out a professional help um and talking to a you know psychologist or nutritionist or doctor um but yeah that was a, that was a good question though um what has been the hardest part of training this far 
I would say the long runs. The long runs have definitely been the hardest for me just because I, like I said, I really struggle with self-doubt and that's something that I really need to work on. Um, and so when I go into these long runs, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't do it. I have all these negative thoughts. Um, and I would say really counteracting my brain, like my brain, it can be, it's so powerful. And like, I can do a whole entire episode on like how powerful our mindset is and the fact of like, you know, racing and the fact of like athletic performance, um, or just in general in life. But I, I find like going against my brain has been the hardest thing about training. Um, and obviously, you know, the grocery bill increase by a lot the financial aspect that I was not anticipating. Um, okay. What is your goal time? Do you have one? Okay. So here's my big debacle in life. So I do have a goal time. I do. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this goal time, because well, one, it's, it's an ambitious goal time. Um, and I also know that if I don't meet my goal, like, you guys are still going to support me and love me for running a freaking marathon um, because that's my ultimate goal is to really just finish. But um, if, okay, so this is, like, crazy. So my A goal is a 3.30 because 3.30 I would Boston qualify and I would absolutely love that. So far as of right now, all my training has pointed to me being able, that being a reasonable goal, like, a good, like, absolutely reasonable goal like my coach is saying like no you could you've got this like if you had a good race like 330 like yes for sure um that is a, you know if I race well um because my half my recent half was a 140 I'll see what I run next weekend um and also just my workouts have been going super well like I've done some longer efforts at like a 730 pace which is 30 seconds per mile faster than I would need to run my marathon pace um so yeah I would really just say like that, um, yeah, that is my ultimate goal to qualify. And my B goal is literally just to finish. So my overall goal is to finish a marathon because I want to say I ran a marathon. I want to show myself that I can do things that are so hard because I realize that like, even if I have a goal of qualifying, um, it's my very first marathon. And like, I don't know what the wall is going to feel like. I don't know. I might hit a wall. I might have a terrible day. The weather might be bad. Like, I'm not going to put that, like, expectation on myself. I'll have it as a goal, and I'm going to go out like that. I'm going to do everything I can to try and achieve that goal, um, which would literally be a dream of mine. Like, I would just be, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I don't know. If it's in God's will, it's in God's will. And if it's not, it's not. And so, regardless, I'm going to crawl across the finish line. If that's what it takes, if I hit a wall, I will literally, like I said, I will crawl the course. But um, in general, if I would love, I would love, love, love a 3.30. And it's my very first marathon. And I need to respect the distance. So, I don't know if it'll happen, but I would love to finish, too. And I hope I can make it, you know, the start line healthy. So, I'm just grateful for the whole process. Um, let's see. What has been your favorite marathon workout? Ooh, I would say I really like the long, like, tempos. Those have been fun. I used to be scared of them, but then I did a really good one, and I was like, oh, it's not so scary, and I really just, like, prayed the whole time, and I've really, like, grown to like them, so I like those, or, like, the on-off ones, so I really like, like, time-based fartleks so I like like a four minute on like 
two minute off, like 10 minute on. Like I love those workouts. They go by so fast. And then you're like, oh my gosh, my average pace is so quick. And so it's like so much fun. I love fart licks. They're like literally my ride or die. Um, let's see. How are you strength training with all the mileage? You're amazing, by the way. Aw, thanks, Lexi. That was Lexi Noel again. So again, like I said, strength training, I wish I could devote more time to it. But right now, it's like literally like once a week, sadly. But also, you know, once a week is better than nothing. And I'm lifting heavy and recovering well from that. So that's what I'm doing. Um, and I'm not trying to overwhelm my body with too much like lifting stimulus. I'm really making it race specific. So I'm doing strength workouts that are like specific to what I want to do and specific to like running. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, my goal right now isn't to build muscle. It's to run a good marathon and achieve my goal. Um, and so... I don't need to, you know, bulk up for that, um, as far as like muscle. And I like, that's not my goal at this point. It's really just like making sure I have enough muscle and I have enough strength to power me through like the marathon. Um, is there a specific, let's see, is there a specific marathon you want to do? other oh is there wait is there a specific reason you want to do a marathon other than to say you've done one? That's a valid question. Um, yeah, and I kind of touched on that in like the intro, like the story about why I want to do it. And it really is to bring glory to God and to also show myself that like I can do hard things and like really just like push myself and put myself out of my comfort zone because it's hard and challenging. And I want to show myself that like it's possible and I know I can do it through God and through his goodness and through his grace. Um, and yeah. Like I said, the desire is on my heart and I don't know where it came from, but God wants me to do it. So, and I want to do it. And yeah, I don't know. It's just when you decide to run a marathon, like there's something in your brain that just like clicks and it's something different and it's something crazy. I don't know. But yeah, you can like listen to like the first part of this episode if you're just starting now. But um, yeah. So anyway, that's all the questions. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I was kind of all over the place, but I guess that's like where I'm at as far as training goes, as far as how I'm doing. And of course, I will give you guys another update like on another episode, maybe like during my like taper the week before the race or even the week after the race. So comment below what you want to see. Um, and what you want to hear and I love you guys so much and please reach out to me on Instagram or anywhere because I love connecting with you guys and talking with you guys so thank you so much for watching and um, always remember that you are so loved and so worthy